This poem is a lament. This poem arose from the community reflection on a couple things, the tragic events of shootings, of uh, police officers shooting unarmed African-American men, on uh, terrorist attacks in Paris, on the Syrian government chemically warfaring its own citizens, on the U.S., the government U.S. bombing Syria and their, their government for their atrocities upon their people, on the violence upon violence that we see erupting in our world. So let's dive into this one. Here we go. The next time you pick up a Bible, whether in a hotel room, church, or home, crack it open to the middle, and there you will find the Psalms. You'll know it's the Psalms because unlike the prose in the Bible that fills the entire page, Psalms are poems. And poems use space carefully in order to create and communicate a message. The Psalms are a collection of poems in the Bible. Psalms are poems that give voice to the shared life of people and God. There are 150 of these God poems in the Bible, and they were written at least 2,500 years ago. Psalms teach us that there has always been a human longing to express our wounds and wonderings, our praises and laments to the creator of life. Here's where all this gets utterly fascinating. The most common type of psalm in the Bible is a lament. Uh, the surface meaning of a lament is a cry or a complaint. There are individual laments in the Bible. More than 50 out of the 150 psalms voice a personal dis-ease with human existence. Sometimes these laments are prayers for the sick or for those who've experienced a great injustice or for those running from authorities and seeking sanctuary or those who can't have children and many, many other individual diseases that we experience and encounter of being human. But there are also psalms of communal laments and these happen when the community faces distress and danger or catastrophe the poems are said or sung during moments of national crisis, genocides, destroyed cities, wars, enemy attacks, deportations, plagues, droughts, bad harvests, or famines. But whether these psalms are said in private or in public, the individual and the communal are tied together as a family. One is always influencing and affecting and shaping the other. All this is to say that laments are a strong voice in the collection of poems known as the Psalms. They are a strong ancient voice to us. And all this leads us to look deeper at what a lament does, what not only its surface level definition, but its deeper layer. And the word lament is not simply someone who learns to weep or grieves, but a lament is a community event. As Kathleen O'Connor writes in her phenomenal book, Lamentations and the Tears of the World. Laments are prayers that erupt from wounds, burst out of unbearable pain, and bring it to language. Laments complain, shout, and protest. They take anger and despair before God and the community. They grieve, they argue, they find fault. Although laments appear disruptive of God's world, they are acts of fidelity. In vulnerability and honesty, they cling obstinately to God and demand for God to see, hear, and act. Laments are prayers of the discontented, the disturbed, and the distraught. 
phenomenal definition of laments being this profound community event. In short, laments name what is wrong. They expose the injustice so that a remedy can emerge. Laments invite God to act in behalf of the people. One more important turn to this podcast. Claus Westermann, the sort of godfather of psalm study, once wrote, In the course of Christian history, the lament has completely or almost completely vanished from Christian prayer. Lament is seen as a negative way of speaking, unfitted for prayer to God. Wow! This incredible criticism that in our liturgies and in our churches and in our grieving of things that have gone wrong, this strong ancient voice coming from us from our forefathers and foremothers has been completely or almost completely wiped out or written out or not said. And I wonder, a question came up to me, if our forefathers and foremothers, those who felt the deepest pains and experiences of human life, wrote and preserved and defended and found life and meaning out of the Bible, if they went to all this extent to to the countercultural effort to preserve these laments, what value do they have for us today? What have we been missing by leaving them out, not only of our public discourse and not only of our in our private life, but in our church's life and in the life just in our society and culture? Here's a couple of my thoughts on that. The lament in the Psalms are important because they help us avoid a spirituality that is romantic, unreal, or positivistic. And they remind us that many live with the bitter pain of darkness, disorientation, and grief. The lament somehow reminds us that our joy is directly connected to our experience of sorrow. The lament in the Psalms exposes us to pain and loss and our own complicity in the wounds of the world, laments remind us of moments in the life of faith that we like to forget, like the Jewish experience of exile, like the Christian experience of crucifixion and the horrors of the Holocaust. A lament puts us face to face with the untamed darkness of human existence. The lament in the Psalms They remain because they voice the question that we are afraid to ask at times. The question that is the refrain of so many laments is how long? Or question like, why, oh God? These questions are about the absence of God. If we can't address God with the wounds and wonder of being human, then who can we? It is in confronting these deep fears about faith that paradoxically our faith is strengthened and transformed. We become peacemakers and justice seekers. When events happen that we can scarcely comprehend, wars, bombings, innocent children starving, these laments give us words to address the ache so that we cannot cannot fully express. They give us language when there is no language available. And somehow, mysteriously, They move us beyond indifference and paralysis to attentiveness and action. Anne Bryan, in an essay called The Theology of Art, wrote, Art does not answer the impossible theological questions. When thought and reason come to an end in the face of unthinkable evil or unbearable personal loss, 
Art provides us with the means to invent, to organize, to create a place of being where we are helped to endure the question, where is God? For these reasons, with the help of my good friend Matthew Davis, I wrote the poem, How Long Must We Wait? And Matthew has created a, written a chorus with it and provided a melody that I think will stir you to how important the lament is in the life of God. How long, oh Lord, how long must we wait? How long? How long, oh Lord, how long must we wait? How long? How long, oh Lord? How long must we wait? How long will the trauma of terrorism, the insanity of xenophobia, the disgrace of destruction prevail? How long will the venom of violence and the havoc of hate take center stage? We are in shock. We feel the horror of this muddle. How long will the lovelessness, the anxiety, the fear reign? How long will our neighborhoods, restaurants, schools, government buildings, concert halls, stadiums, and churches be targets of hate? How long, oh Lord, how long must we wait? How long, how long, oh Lord, how long? Must we wait how long? How long will our minds remain uneasy, our hearts bewildered, and our hands jittery? How long can we live in the shadow of shame, the fortresses of fear, the dark clouds of guilt? How long will differences destroy us? How long will the sounds of grief and mourning squelch dancing in joy? How long can we bear this monstrosity, this suffering, this cacophony? How long will senseless violence steal the gift of life? How long will innocent children suffer, broken families weep, and homeless die in the streets of indifference? How long will parents have to explain reckless death, misery, upon misery how long oh lord how long must we wait the lion feasts upon the lamb the swollen stomachs are fed clay and every bomb dropped will blow up twice the self-declared saviors have planted violent flames And they have slashed and burned your earth Oh God, do you take pleasure seeing Generations turn to dust Do you understand our tears? And if we cried out loud enough 
would you sympathize with us and suffocate the flames we chose to feed? Oh God, do you care at all to see our reckless misery? Do you understand our tears? While the lion feasts upon the lamb While the lion feasts upon the lamb Isn't grace our history? Isn't grace the mystery? Isn't grace the arc of your story? Didn't you live to show us the way of life? Didn't you die to give us the way of love? Don't leave our fearful hearts alone. Don't let our hearts turn to destructive answers. War, rage, revenge. Don't let our hearts settle for the placebo of us versus them. Inspire our hearts so that neighborhoods across the world can heal. And if our fearful hearts buckle, give us courage again and again. Don't leave our fearful hearts alone. From this apathy, grow compassion. From these open wounds, grow forgiveness. From this division, grow unity. How long, O oh Lord, how long must we wait 